Welcome back to the White Coat Club. My name is Lindsay and I'm a counselor at MinPrep. And today I have my fellow counselor here with me, Darlene. And we're gonna be talking about the personal statement and essay topics to avoid. Um, but before we get started, don't forget to like and subscribe so you can hear other great content from us. Okay, Darlene, so tell me, what is the personal statement? So regardless of what you're applying to, if you're applying to med school or if you're applying to BSMD programs, you're always gonna have a personal statement. At the BSMD level, um, this personal statement shouldn't have anything to do with, you know, why are you interested in medicine? Um, there's a whole separate essay for that, which we'll get to in a later podcast. Um, but the personal statement should kind of tell your life story. Um, your your med school personal statement is a little bit different so this one is actually the why medicine and they kind of do double up but it again should you know narrate what your life story is your passions um kind of what makes you tick and you know why are you interested in attending this school let's next talk a little bit about what should a good personal statement show and like ultimately like kind of what makes a good personal statement so I'll go first and then you can add some thoughts to Darlene. Um, but essentially a good personal statement should ultimately show your personality. I always tell like new clients as I'm explaining our services and to our students as we work with them that the personal statement is almost like your first introduction to the school, you know, be, besides the numbers. So they're going to know your GPA, they're going to know, you know, your standardized test scores, if it's your MCAT or your SAT, ACT or GRE, whatever it might be. And so they know, you know, academically who you are, but there's going to be a lot of other students who look just like you. How do you stand out from the crowd? Ultimately, it's going to be the personal statement. Um, it's going to be a chance to showcase personality, to showcase like, you know, individual stories from your experiences and, you know, hopefully showcase to them why you should be accepted into the program or the school. That's so true. I always tell people your personal statements kind of like your interview before you get an interview, right? It helps admissions decide, do we like this person enough and could they be a potential good fit? And then your interview really sees if you live up to that standard. Yeah, you, you didn't lie. <laughs> you are who you say you are essentially because, you know, everyone is tempted at least to like, you know, um, tempted to, what's it called? Spread like, the truth. A bit. Yeah, move a little bit. Yeah. Um, and if you watch, what was that show, like Big Little Lies, where she uses someone else's story in hers or Little Fires Everywhere. I always get those confused. Little Fires Everywhere, where she uses like one of the um, characters' story to get into Harvard or Yale or some some big story. So people might be tempted to cheat, but then if you get found out, it's never never a good idea. So you really want to be as truthful as possible because you never know. They very well might find out your little fibs, even if you might not think it's a big deal at the time. So we want it to be an authentic version of yourself about what makes what makes you the right person ultimately for this role. Um, these these essays really can't be you know formed overnight. Um, I always say the brainstorming part is like sometimes the hardest part, and I usually give kids you know the most time whenever I'm giving them assignments for brainstorming the personal statement because I don't want them. I usually don't want to come up with it on the spot. I want them to kind of have time to think about little things, think about like different elements to brainstorm. Once we've talked about like, you know, what makes a good topic, you know, come up with, come up with their own, their own ideas. 
Um, and brainstorming can be, can be the hardest part for sure is what I've kind of noticed with students. Yeah, I would say understanding what makes them unique. Um, I mean, I think I resonate this with this problem like a lot, especially when I was writing my college apps and my med school apps, you know, when you're from um, an immigrant family or you're from just the regular middle class, there's nothing super eccentric about your story. I think people often, you know, have a difficult time trying to understand what makes me unique, right? And a lot of it does come from life experience. So I think as I gotten older, it naturally became a lot easier as I was able to kind of do more things on my own and kind of understand myself a little bit more. But I think starting from a high school level, when you're like, you know, I went to school, I did my high school activities, I don't really know what makes me unique, it does become a little bit more of a challenge. Definitely. So let's get into the meat about this, about what are some of like the common essay topics that we've seen and that should be avoided for the personal statement. Um, so do you want to kick us off with some of your big, big topics that you do not want to see from your students? Yes. One thing I always see is like a challenge, um, some sort of challenge that is not really a challenge. I think the most common one for me is I did bad in a class and then I automatically got better. But the way this is framed is like I got a, you know, a B minus and I was worried about failing and then all of a sudden I did better, right? Um, I can't tell you how many essays I've seen on that. Have you seen a lot of those essays? Oh my, and anytime a kid brings it up, I'm like, let me just stop you right there. Let me tell you what I think you're going to say. And then I, you know, explain the near, like the outline of their essay. And they're like, yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to say. And I'm like, yeah, because I've read this essay so many times. Everyone's story is unique. Like you, you worked really hard and then you got your A. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't really work. I will say, um, this isn't specifically for the personal statement, but I did have one student write about this topic and the way it was framed was, I was the worst student in the class. Like I wasn't just bad. I was the worst one. <laughs> and I think it just adds a little bit of a new twist, right? And it's not your generic, oh, I got a B and now I have an A, right? This student was like, I literally had an F. <laughs> so let me tell you how I clawed my way back up to the top. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love it. And I, honestly, a lot of times when a, I'm talking to a student, they're like, oh, I did really bad in the class. And I'm like, okay, what does really bad mean to you? And they'll be like, I got an A minus. Okay, <laughs> so I feel like a lot of these kids are doing exactly what you're saying and talking about challenges that aren't really challenges, but going from an F to, you know, not failing, I'm sure they had to learn from mistakes and and try a little bit harder than, than some of our other students. Absolutely. So that's a great one. Um, and definitely one that I always want to avoid with my students. Um, I would say like the big one that I also see is a lot of the times kids will want to start off talking about um, like uh, music and dance and like how important that is to them. That's, we work a ton with, with students who've done dance their entire life and you know, they've done performances, they've taken classes, maybe they teach. Um, but once again, it's kind of the same thing where it's hard to tell you apart from someone else 
in these instances. So especially if like a lot of people from your culture are also doing like these same activities, like if they also like do a certain type of dance or everyone plays like a certain type of instrument um, or a majority of people play a certain type of instrument, it might be something you want to avoid just so you can stand out from people who might, you know, come from a similar um, cultural or racial background as you. Um, it can be totally great. I have had kids who've done really unique stuff with music. So for example, I had one girl who, um, who did some like research on like how dance affects um, dementia. And so of course, like it was a very different, different take on it. It wasn't just her playing an instrument for, you know, hours every week um, or, you know, dancing every week. It was, it was something that was really different. Or I've had kids who, you know, started organizations where, you know, they maybe it does have to do with music or dance, but it's more about like the organization and like the skills that they gained along the way. So it becomes kind of bigger than just, you know, I, I have danced since I was four or whatever it might be. And, you know, it's, it is probably really important to you, but you want to think about how it helps you be unique and stand out from the crowd too. Absolutely. I, I mean, I'm Asian. I grew up playing Asian kid music, which is violin and piano. Um, and I can't tell you how many of my friends also play the violin and piano or, you know, something similar, right? Mm -hmm. um, flute is a really, it's another really common one. And sometimes I feel like no matter how good you are at it, if it's not your life calling, it doesn't deserve to be in an essay. It can be in your activities, it can be maybe in a supplement, it can be talked about in an interview, but in a personal statement, I, I can't really even think of a ton of great ways to frame it that doesn't come across as I did it just because my parents made me do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's just like one thing to think about as you're coming up with your topics. And honestly, that same, I think, narrative that we're saying that maybe this doesn't make you super unique, unfortunately, or how can you make these things unique? Is, is kind of what we would want you to think about as you're brainstorming your topic. Yeah. Another really common one, especially for adolescents, is overcoming shyness. Mm -hmm. um, wow, that's such a common one <laughs> because yeah. I think a lot of the times when you're growing up, you know, it is a real issue where you may not feel super comfortable with who you are yet. Um, it's, you know, a really uncomfortable time trying to figure out yourself. And that really does become the theme of a lot of essays. But I think, like I said, when you kind of are in that middle class, you know, demographic, your story kind of becomes a little bit normalized. Um, it's kind of that awkward phase that everyone goes through. I don't know. What do you think about that? Do you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree. I mean, of course, not every kid, but I know that as... Um, an introvert growing up, I was so shy and I cringe to think now about what my personal statement was, but I feel like it might've had to do something with this just because I didn't know any better. And I honestly couldn't tell you what my topic was because that was like half a lifetime ago and thank God I can't access it anymore. I don't even know where it is, but I feel like I probably was like, well, this was like a big thing to me. Um, and you know, something I had to overcome or whatever it might've been. And yeah, it is a big thing. But once again, it's kind of the same thing as the working hard in class and managing to get an A story, everyone's story is kind of the same. So unless like something really unique happened to help you overcome that shyness, like you did something that was really crazy, 
it's probably worth not mentioning. Yeah, I think maybe other aspects of your character could be helpful. Um, you know, if you, like, we kind of talked about, like, the challenges that are not really challenges, but I think if you actually have a severe challenge um, that, you know, we, this year, I had a fantastic essay about a kid who overcame all the academic barriers, right? So he has autism um, and developmental delay. And, you know, the first couple lines were talking about the word cat. And this was his first and pretty much his only word for about two or three years. And, you know, as he's talking about his high school journey, a lot of it is people just constantly giving up on him, right? His counselors were like, hmm, you shouldn't take any APs because you're gonna fail them. You know, you have a deficiency, you're not good enough, right? His chem tutor, you know, someone who's hired outside of the school to help him quit on him because they thought it was too hard. And yet, time after time, you know, he continues to succeed and do really, really well in his classes. And I feel like that is just such a unique and personal story, right? Um, it's not just about overcoming shyness or something a little bit more mild, but he actually had those life experiences that is going to make him a stronger candidate for the school. Yeah, which is so key. He became like more than just those issues. And so the story, I feel like, will resonate a little bit better, too. You can almost imagine what type of person he would be, not just like who he's been, but it kind of helps to like think about, you know, what type of what type of student, how he's going to contribute and like what what kind of things he's going to go through, too. Exactly. I think it, the key is making admissions feel like you have already got what it takes to make it through school, right? Oh, yeah. um, if they kind of have, yeah, they kind of are not convinced by that, then you may not be a good fit for that school. Yeah. And that actually brings up a great point too, because I was going to talk about like mental health issues as well, um, which I think especially with COVID and just social media, I think anxiety and mental health, you know, issues are on the rise. And so kind of exactly what you said, you don't want to give them necessarily a pause, like the admissions officers as they're reading your application to worry that you're you're not going to make it um, and that you're not cut out for. And so it's always such like a fine line too, because a lot of the times it is like something that a lot of kids have worked super hard to, to overcome um, and to, you know, come up with different coping mechanisms and like have, you know, really developed and grown from it. And so it's always kind of hard to be like, well, let's not, not talk about this like huge part of you. But I think it always comes down to tone of that one and kind of the story that you're telling. Cause I have read some essays, um, where they do address like, you know, kind of some, some intense mental health issues, but then we see most of the growth of what's happened afterwards. What do you think? What do you think about like mental health issues? I think that's one of the harder ones. It's so hard to navigate. I will say yeah. that. Um, I totally agree with you. There's a very fine line between what's appropriate and what is considered a red flag. Mm. Um, a lot of the times I will read things that I'm like, you know, I'm not discrediting what you went through, but the first thing I'm going to ask you is, are you going to make it through school? 
And if the answer is no, because that's what your essay is giving me, I would not be inclined to accept or interview you, right? And so I guess it really depends on how it's put. Um, you know, there is a stigma around mental health still in the US. And it, it's really funny because a lot of schools will advocate for mental health, but then they're like, but if you have mental health, you're also a liability to us. So it's, it's very a very interesting dynamic. But yeah, I think it could be done. It just has to be done well. Like you have mm -hmm. to really emphasize what you did with it. And I think sometimes overcoming it may not be enough. I feel like that's more of, it's more contributory to your personal growth, but I feel like if it's actually your passion, so for example, um, you know, I dealt with a lot of anxiety, but I know a lot of kids, also, like younger kids have anxiety due to COVID and I, you know, reach out to them and started like a, like a big sibling, little sibling program. Okay, sure. I think that makes a lot more sense right, where you are able to do something productive with it. But I think if it's more of a personal growth, I would maybe refrain from using that example. I think that's a great point. You had maybe greater impact beyond yourself too, might be a way of thinking about it. But yeah, it's so hard to give like universal, like this is bad kind of things because it just so depends on, on the student. Like I've I'm sure we've all had students who've written probably every single topic that we've talked about so far, maybe every topic that we've talked about so far. Um, and some of them have worked out really well. And so it, it just really does depend on, on the student and the tone that they're taking and the impact of it. So these, all these topics aren't necessarily like, you definitely can't do them, but it just depends on the tone. I mean, we had a student write about music and they got into Brown and Case Western. Yes. Yeah, or not Brown, exactly. it was um, U-Pit and Case Western BSMD, oh, so. Yeah. You never know. It's like you honestly never know. That's like the funny bit about it. But yeah. <laughs> kind of on the same vein of talking about tone, I feel like topics that can be mostly avoided but could sometimes work is, is religion, politics, kind of like those controversial topics. Um, I did have one girl though, a few years ago, who was applying for like direct dental programs and got into to several of them. Um, and her essay was literally all about religion, but it was her, I guess her religion in general. And so it wasn't like my religion is so much better than yours, essentially. Um, she was talking about the different like things that she did with religion. It was kind of like, um, you know, she was really heavily involved in her temple and, you know, would do a lot of like teen councils there. She would teach Sunday school. She, um, you know, had kind of her own like spiritual journey that she talked about. And so it wasn't so much about like talking about like the different aspects of her religion by any means. It was just talking about like, you know, her journey. I think even like in her conclusion, she talks about like how she's like, you know, she's like, says I'm Hindu and this is like an important part of me that's not going to change when I go on campus. And so you could kind of just picture like what character she had throughout the whole thing. She was really not just talking about her religion. She was showing us with her stories and different like activities she had done with it about who she was. So I think that actually makes for like a nice theme. And then like mm -hmm. you said, her, it was more of her personality that show, not necessarily yeah. kind of like that closed minded view and that's really yeah. what turns people off from admissions right is if you have a closed-minded view and they think 
you can't contribute to a diverse campus, you can't be open-minded, that's definitely gonna hurt you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's I think the biggest takeaway here is to <laughs> if you think about what a college wants to, they want kids who are gonna be sharing ideas and to, you know, learning and growing off each other and, you know, building each other up. If you're closed-minded, if you're really narrow, you're probably not gonna be what they're looking for. Yeah, absolutely. I think another one is an injury. Um, mm -hmm. Wow, the number of people who have injuries is <laughs> astounding. Everyone. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, I think it makes sense to think about it, right? Like it's so relatable. And, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people, I think it does have a big impact, but I think some of the really cool ones that we've seen are things that had such a big influence on their life. Like one of my favorite essays from last year was, it was about an injury. So, you know, I went the taboo route. I always, you know, preach something and then I like find a new twist <laughs> for some reason. So, um, but yeah, so the way we did this injury one was, um, I think it started off as like, you know, at 15 years old, I thought my career was over. And so the student thought that he was going to do equestrian professionally, but then he had a hip injury. And so he kind of talked about not really about the injury itself, but kind of how he had to reevaluate what his priorities were and try to find new interests. Um, but he still teaches equestrian as a side hobby, right? And so I think it wasn't like the main point of the essay. It was more of just an introduction. Um, you know, I love anything dramatic in the beginning. So that was our very dramatic introduction. Um, and I mean, I think it worked really well. He got into several BSMDs. Um, I mean, he also had a very impressive resume too, but I think the story just had a very natural progression about how he grew from that. And um, it was funny because I remember he was so keen on using the word perseverance. I think mm -hmm. I saw it like six times. And every time I asked him, what is the significance of what you're telling me? He's like, I persevered. And I was like, okay, can't use that oh. word. <laughs> so I took, I took all six out. Um, but showing that you persevered, right? Not, not telling, showing <laughs> that you persevered. Um, that's really what they're looking for, right? They know college is going to be hard. Um, even if you've taken 20 APs and you killed it on the SAT, college is still going to be hard, right? And if you can yeah. show that you're going to persevere, you're going to be a really attractive candidate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Anyone, that's what I always tell kids too. Anyone can say anything. I could tell you that I'm so good at science and so brilliant at XYZ and it would all be a lie. But if I can show you a story of like me doing research or, you know, me tutoring other kids and like having a specific example of you know, doing whatever I'm saying, that's going to be so much more powerful. So the showing, not telling is so key to kind of back up what you're saying. So it's interesting that you brought up that point. What do you think about research as an essay topic? So, um, I usually tell kids to avoid that. Um, 
but I have seen it done a few times just because sometimes kids will do research, but it's most of the time, it just depends. It's not like the main activity that they've done even outside of like medicine. Like, you know, maybe they just spent like a summer doing it and it was influential, but you know, maybe not the most influential activity of theirs. And so I have seen it done though. I had one student who got into, I think like three or four of like pretty competitive BSMB programs, but it was like three or four years ago now at this point. He used research, but it was like one paragraph within like, you know, the whole essay topic. So his like main theme was actually about like a cooking competition he and his like cousins did. Like I always use this as like one of my examples about how we can use like a super small essay topic as our as our topic um because it was about this like little thing and then he he talked about like the different skills that escaped from the kitchen and one of those was like thinking analytically and kind of compared cooking to research and so it was just like one of the three or four different skills he was like kind of demonstrating throughout the essay and so i felt like that worked because ultimately too i've read a lot of essays where research is all very similar and like you're gaining kind of similar skills and so unless it's like the most important thing of you or you did once again kind of have something more unique to say i would probably say avoid it being like the main the main meat of your essay what do you think yeah so a lot of my students i think it's more of the parents to be honest that are very dead set on like we have to talk about research in the personal statement it's such a big part of them we have to show they're a scientist um it's it's so funny because i can remember this one essay and it was an essay full of the topics that we're saying to avoid so it was about um it was about the injury that mm. you know the student had it was about how they love music and they're great at, you know, certain, the traditional instruments like the violin and the flute. Yeah. And then it was how they are really strong on research. And then one that we haven't mentioned yet, traveling. <laughs> so oh so it was like, it's like this whole podcast into one essay. And, you know, I try to fight it, but again, there's only so much I can do, right? Um, so, I mean, I think you can kind of imagine how they still, they still did pretty well in their admissions. Um, I wouldn't say they had any high-level BSMD acceptances or high-level, like, top 20 schools, um, but they're pretty comfortable with where they're at. But, you know, it kind of goes to show you a generic topic no matter how good you think it could be, may not be as good as you think that it is. Exactly. But yeah, for research, I would say not my favorite topic. We kind of already discussed why. I think especially at a high school level, it's very hard to convince them that you're a child prodigy with research, right? Mm -hmm. And unless you really prove yourself, um, I think in a separate podcast, we talked about a student doing research experiments in her basement and she had, I think, six-ish projects by the time she submitted her application. That makes a lot of sense. It's very clear that they're a researcher, but like you said, if it's one summer, sometimes it's not even a summer, sometimes it's like a two-week course and you're trying to sell yourself as a researcher, I mean, it's kind of like false advertising, right? If you don't like false advertising, guess what? Admissions also doesn't like false advertising. 
Yeah. And honestly, like, I mean, of course, there are some BSND programs that I think really value the research experience, but a lot of them, it's not like a, a number one priority, to be honest. Like, I feel like they are really looking to make sure that you understand, like, the role of physician a lot more, that you have, like, those clinical exposure experiences. And research is just, like, of course, a huge bonus, but, you know, it's not, it's not going to be, like, the most likely the number one star in your application, so... And yeah. arguably, I would say if you are applying to BSMD and research shows up in the personal statement, you're kind of saying that there's not much more to you than just science. And mm -hmm. that's something that I feel like whether it's BSMD or, you know, traditional med school, admissions hates that, right? They don't, they can teach you research, they can teach you medicine. They want to see that you have a personality and that you're a real human being, right? It's more about finding a good classmate and someone who's teachable rather than someone who has perfected everything already. Yes, so true. And that kind of goes into like another topic to avoid, which is like a why major, why this school, or honestly, even like a why kind of doctor essay. Um, I really like a lot of parents that we work with, especially for our like direct medical students, they think like we have to show that we wanna be a doctor in the personal statement. We have a whole nother essay for your why doctor essay that we'll be able to talk about all your desires to become a doctor. It'd be just like what you were saying, way better to showcase those skills, like those soft skills that a, doc a good doctor still needs, um, but it's harder to build those up. You know, you can't really necessarily I mean, I guess you probably could teach empathy um, and, you know, leadership and all of those skills. But if a student already has those and is already demonstrating them, that's going to be a whole lot more attractive um, to these to these programs, ultimately, at the end of the day. So, yeah, avoiding kind of like the Y major theme as well is, is usually a good idea. Yeah, I always tell people your essay needs to elicit some sort of feeling, right? Mm -hmm. So no one's going to sit there and I mean, no admissions officer really has the time to sit there and dissect, you know, well, this essay made me feel this way, right? It's just, do I feel like this person is good or not, right? And when we're doing that outlining and brainstorming and even editing, those are kind of the components that we can't make too obvious, but it should still elicit that feeling like, wow, this person is amazing and maybe just skim through it enough to know that they're amazing and I can't pinpoint exactly why but I just know that they're amazing and if your essay can't do that because you're, it's full of these like cliches or really generic significance about what you're doing you're not really gonna stand out among, um, you know, among the crowd. I completely agree and I think that that kind of leads me to another one which is just like rehashing your resume and just like listing all your accomplishments kind of goes hand in hand with that. It's not going to elicit a response if you're just being like, well, in ninth grade, here's the things that I did. Here is my role. One, we get an activity list on the Common App and like the Coalition and the MCAS and everywhere else. Like, you know, to put down your accomplishments, to put down like your details of your extracurriculars and your um, activities. So why are you wasting your time here? So that's a huge mistake that I see a lot of a lot of kids doing on their first draft or you know of course you're going to talk about your your activities and like your accomplishments and your achievements but you want to do it like more in that narrative storytelling 
um, tone of voice. So I had like one girl who thought I can't talk about any, any activities that I've done in high school. And so she wrote like a really beautiful essay. Um, but it was all, all related to actually her in middle school, which is another thing to avoid talking about non-high school experiences. Um, but then ultimately it was just like her, actually another one, it was a travel experience. Um, so she's kind of hitting these three things that, you know, we, we didn't necessarily like learn a ton about her and the things that we were learning about her were all from her as like a seventh grader, I want to say too. So like, that's a huge, a huge portion of her life ago, like a fourth of her life ago. She's changed so much, I'm sure from then. So like, I don't really get to learn who you are now. Um, and then, yeah, it was her like on a, on a cruise and you know, the, the setting didn't necessarily matter even in it because we didn't, she didn't have any interactions with people. It was just her and her sister. Um, so yeah, it was kind of hitting the things that we didn't get to learn anything about her. We didn't get to know anything about who she is now. And so ultimately we're, we're going through a bit of a rewrite right now, but the good news is she's a good writer. And so I think that she'll be able to pull it together. But right now it's, we just don't get to see anything about her because there's nothing about her activities. Um, and then, you know, it's from when she was in middle school too. Um, that's such a good point that you brought up too. I sometimes get a lot of questions about how far back can I go? And at a BSMD level, I would say, don't go past high school. <laughs> it doesn't matter, right? Sometimes you can, if it's like a lifelong thing, you know, like Eagle Scouts, right? That is a long-term thing that you can't just do in high school. You have to do it from when you're little, right? That makes sense. Um, but otherwise, a lot of like activities, hardships, um, unless they are like really significant challenges or significant in your life in any way, I wouldn't bring any of those up. And then for med school, very similar, right? I have, I had a student who applied and for the biggest challenge, they wrote about something that happened in kindergarten. And I think they had a little bit of a hard time understanding why is this not a good essay topic? Like, because they said this was really impactful to me. And I said, I'm not saying it's not impactful to you, but you're telling admissions between kindergarten and past graduation of your undergrad, you haven't had any significant challenge. You've never overcome anything else. And after that perspective, they really understood <laughs> why they can't use that anymore. But I think a lot of the times people are just so dead set on like a specific story, but I'm like, think a little bit harder, right? You can find a different story that is going to be way more impactful. Yeah, I would agree with that. And especially because in med school, it's not going to be easy and <laughs> there's going to be a lot of challenges. And if you haven't gone through any challenges since kindergarten, you won't have those tools that you need. And so like, that's the same thing with like talking about non-high school or even if you're in pre-med, like non-college related activities. Do you have those tools anymore? Like her whole, the girl I was talking about before, her whole thing was like an epiphany that she had on the cruise ship and about like, you know, how it gave her confidence. But I was like, there is no proof that you've had this confidence in the last like six or seven years. Like we've all traveled and like seen something beautiful and been like, oh my God, life just makes sense now. And then you go home and you forget about it. Like, you know, your life isn't changed, even though it was maybe changed in the moment. 
And so that's why these like travel experiences, these non-high school or like long ago experiences maybe don't matter if if you don't carry them on into your life nowadays because, you know, it doesn't necessarily have this big impact on you. I think the important thing is like having purpose, right? Mm -hmm. Does your story have purpose? Because if not, it shouldn't be in your personal statement. So let's say the confidence one, it gave you confidence. Okay, so what? What did you do with that confidence? And if you didn't do anything, then okay. But, you know, if it gave you the confidence to like, you know, start your own business or something. Okay, I'm definitely more interested in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or you helped other people with like their confidence. Well, who cares what it is? Um, but yeah, that was that was the big feedback that we gave her on her essay. So we'll see, we'll see what it transforms into. Yeah, and one last topic, bizarre hobbies. Um, I don't know, <laughs> have you run into anything like this? I don't know if I... Have. I'm trying to think now. Um, do you have an example of a bizarre holiday? Yes, um, yes. My favorite one from this year. Um, not that this actually made it into an essay, but just something interesting that came up in a meeting. So one of my students is really into um, conspiracy theories. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. You're not going to put that in an essay, right? I'm like, there's nothing you know, more of like an automatic rejection than something like conspiracy theory. So I was like, it's okay to have those hobbies on the side, but we don't need to tell admissions about them. Um, I don't know if I can think of any more really interesting, I mean, guns, I would say is, I mean, I know it's really polarized right now so i'm not gonna say if it's a bizarre hobby or not but if it's controversial i would say definitely do not put that in there um i think anything that has to do with really polarized politics as well um even if a student let's say if you're like applying for political science um i would kind of maybe stick more on the advocacy side rather than putting your really specific personal views, right? And kind of like we mentioned before, if you come across as really narrow-minded, you're kind of shutting yourself off to any other view that other students may have. And you're about to enter a place that is supposed to be, you know, welcoming for like new ideas. Such a good point, yeah. And to that end too, I would say, have someone else read your essay too i would say don't like have the world read your essay but like you know a few trusted people you know maybe a school teacher like your english teacher or um a counselor of course human prep counselor for example um but then they can point out like maybe maybe guns are completely normalized in your house or maybe you know you, you the bizarre hobby isn't so bizarre to you and so they can sometimes keep you know fix or, you know, catch some of these mistakes that you might see, or even if it's just like the tone is completely off um, with your essay, you might not have seen it because you've written it. It's your, it's your voice. And so that's why kind of having that second pair of eyes can really be helpful in either the brainstorming process or even after you've written it, just to hopefully catch, catch any of these mistakes. Absolutely. 
Okay, so I think that's it for us today. Thanks for listening to us about different essay topics to avoid. Um, let us know what topics you want to hear or if you have any feed for, feedback for us. You can either email us at hello at moonprep.com or put comments um, and suggestions in, below. Um, and don't forget to like and subscribe for more content um, in the future.